fire up that fight song, baby. Colorado State with a dominant 85-53 victory over South Carolina in the opening round of the Charleston Classic. The Rams led this game for just under 39 minutes of play. They were up 20-plus at halftime. Finished with 54 points in the paint compared to just 14 for South Carolina. The Gamecocks may be an SEC program. They may have Gigi Jackson, and the ESPN broadcast wanted nothing more than to just rave about him for 40 minutes straight. They didn't even look like they belonged on the same court as CSU. The Rams, in every facet of this game, were dominant. They mopped the floor with the Gamecocks on national television. Just a monster statement win. And we're going to get into all of it. You know, normally I would go back and rewatch this game before I record a podcast, but with the short turnaround, you know, 24 hours till the next game, I wanted to just get it going. And I wanted to record uh, in the moment because, man, it has been a while since CSU fans got to feel this good. Before we get into everything, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. All you gotta do, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. I mean, with payouts bigger than ever, you are missing out if you're going anywhere other than DraftKings Sportsbook. It is where I go to bet on the NBA. It's where I go to bet on college football, the NFL, you name it. Got a couple of, you know, preseason bets that I'm hoping will come to fruition here pretty soon. A couple of nice long shot conference winners in college football that I might get right. I will have to see. Whatever it is, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code DNVR. And when you make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet this week, you can get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're going to start here just kind of by diving into the numbers, give everybody an idea of just how dominant the Rams were in this one. I know with it being a Thursday afternoon game, I'm sure there were a lot of folks that, you know, had to miss it because of work or maybe are uh, recorded it and are going to watch it later. But this was one of those rare games where you could just look at the box score and know exactly what happened. I already mentioned that CSU held a 54 to 14 advantage in points in the paint. I'm going to say that one more time because it is insane. 54 to 14 in terms of points in the paint. South Carolina had a massive size advantage. They have Gigi Jackson, who's an incredibly impressive athlete, not trying to throw shade his way. I, you know, might get a little bit petty just because how much the broadcast was talking about him, despite how dominant the Rams were. But they just got completely bullied down low. CSU did absolutely whatever they wanted in the paint. And it wasn't like they had, you know, Jokic going, you know, ISO every play down there and just being the superior guy. It was like tremendous ball movement, you know, multiple reversals, playing within the flow of the system and guys being willing to, you know, play selfless and just keep working the rock until you get the best possible look. James Moores was a monster by far the most impressive game of his Colorado State career. He's had some stellar defensive showings over the years, always been a high effort guy, a guy who, you know, brings it on the glass and defensively, but, you know, not exactly going to consistently stuff the stat sheet offensively. 24 points, 10 of 12 from the floor. 
hit both of his three-point attempts, nine rebounds in 26 minutes, zero turnovers too. He was in his bag this afternoon and just playing with a confidence that you have to love if you're a CSU fan. And I actually really like that this happened because after the second win, when the Rams took down Southeastern Louisiana at Moby Arena, there was kind of a stretch there where they were a little bit stagnant offensively for a while, and then Moores was kind of able to get a couple of opportunities down low. And then when he got the ball in his hands again at the top of the key, you could just kind of see he had the spark in his eye. You know, he puts the ball on the floor, did a nice little crossover, just something you wouldn't really expect to see him do. And I brought that up post game because I asked Medved, you know, would you like to get him a little bit more involved in the offense, just seeing the way that it sparked his confidence? And I think what we saw today is that clearly they they should get him more touches because if you can create some easy looks for him and just get him feeling good, I mean, he is athletic enough to be extremely impactful as a post scorer. To me, it just kind of felt like there were moments where he would get in his head these last couple of years, you know, like he would make a nice move, drive strong to the hoop, and then, you know, maybe miss one. And then from there on, it would just kind of be like, you know, just kind of spiral like a poor free throw shooter. You know, he misses the first one, then going to probably miss the next eight but I think they're unleashing something in him that we haven't really seen and I I don't want to get too carried away here you know I I don't think that Morris is going to be a guy that goes for 24 a night consistently but on most nights that's not what CSU is going to need from him they're going to need the same type of stuff they normally need from him you know high effort on the glass a strong defensive presence you know protect the rim but if the defense feels like he's a dangerous guy with the ball in his hands Like, if he gets it down low, it it can potentially create some problems. All of a sudden, they're going to start sending way more help. It's going to open up opportunities for guys on the outside. We saw that in this half CSU. They start 0-5 from deep. I felt like they were pretty good shot selection. Two or three of them were maybe uh, a little early in the possession for me. But for the most part, I, I felt like the ball movement, the shot selection was just stellar all game long. But with the Rams just having so much success and doing whatever they wanted in the paint, it made it a situation where South Carolina had to start sagging a little bit. They tried to throw in some zone and CSU was getting a lot of open shots along the perimeter as a result. And then they started to fall, you know, they missed the first five, but then they made the next four at one point made nine consecutive field goals in the first half. I think that run extended into the second half and they made 12 of 14 field goals overall. I mean, just their efficiency in this one was outstanding. I mean, 58% from the floor, 35 of 60 overall, 30% from three-point range, not quite as solid as they had been shooting, 6 of 20. And again, only 60% from the free throw line, 9 of 15. There were four consecutive opportunities to get an and one that CSU missed the free throw on. Not going to nitpick that too much. I mean, you won by 30 against an SEC team on national television, but it has been a consistent issue for CSU through these first four games of the season. I've talked about it now after every single game. It hasn't come back to haunt them yet, but it probably will at some point in a tight game if they don't start shooting a little bit more consistently at the charity stripe. But not in this one. In this one, it did not matter at all. The Rams pretty much dominated in every phase of the game. Like I said, we already talked about some of the shooting numbers. Uh, The assists to turnover ratio, also very encouraging. Only eight turnovers. Anytime you can finish with less than 10 in a game, I think that's a solid showing. 18 assists for CSU. Basically half of their buckets came off of an assist. That's a great example of team-first basketball, of maturity and and unselfish play too. And I think that's probably what's been 
the most encouraging for me with this Rams team in the early stages of the season has just been the ball movement. I mean, today was today was just mwah, chef's kiss. It was phenomenal. It's a testament to this system, to these coaches, and to these players for buying into it. Because let me tell you what, I, I wasn't at this game in person. You know, I'm watching on TV like all of you guys, but the body language of South Carolina, some of the decision-making from that team, you know, I was texting about it with Kevin Lytle of the Colorado, and it really gave off AAU vibes. They had the size advantage. They had the athleticism advantage. But they also had way too much ego out there. And when things were not going their way, they just kind of hung their heads. Outside of a 12-2 run in the opening stages of the, the second half where they cut it to a 14-point deficit and then CSU responded with a timeout, there wasn't really any point in this matchup where I felt uncomfortable, where I felt like the Rams were going to blow this. And I think a lot of it just has to do with the body language of the two teams and you know the way that CSU was you know, cutting and just getting back on defense. They didn't allow any fast break points. It was just a situation where one side was doing all of the little things right and one side wasn't doing any of the little things right. And that's why when it was all said and done, you know, South Carolina didn't even look like they should be on the same court with the Rams. You know, I said it once, I'll say it again. They got, <laughs> man, they got waxed in this one. CSU mopped the floor with them. I mean, I'm sitting here watching the game, taking my notes and, and starting to write in the second half. And there's always a part of me that's like, you know, don't, don't get it going too early. I mean, after the 2017 Boise State football game, I'll, I'll always be a little bit on edge. But I'm sitting there on the couch watching the game. You got the dog next to me. Girlfriend gets home with about 10 minutes left in the matchup. And I'm just laughing, like laughing at how superior the Rams look to this SEC team. It was freaking awesome, man. Freaking awesome. You know, Ram fans needed this one. I think after football season, I'm going to keep talking about this big win going to shout out a couple of other individuals, talk about a couple of other key moments in this matchup. And I'm going to eat a little crow because I think I undersold this team's potential when Isaiah Stevens went down. But real quick, I want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery who have collabed with Never Summer to release their newest beer, the Fun Slinger Lager. It's light. It's crushable. It's perfect after a long day on the slopes or... You know, if you're just chilling at home, you know, watching some great college basketball or college football. Never Summer Snowboarding is based right here in Colorado, so you can't go wrong with a beer or their boards. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a fun slinger near you. Also, make sure you check out the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams basketball tickets than you will with Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Finally, it's time that I give you my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. I am going with a team that I don't think I have ever backed before. In fact, I can confidently say I have never backed them before. But that is the Yukon Huskies. I am backing them 
to cover 10.5 points. They are 10.5 points at Army. You can actually get them at plus 300 on the money line if you're feeling frisky. But I feel like Vegas has been a little bit too dramatic with their spreads on some of these service academy games. I understand they're operating under the assumption that you know teams that are not used to dealing with their unique systems, that it, it could get ugly. I get that. But Army, as impressive as they've been defensively, you know, they, they haven't really been a team that blows out quality competition this year. And 10.5 just feels pretty steep for a UConn team that's actually playing pretty solid football under Jim Mora. So again, with all of that in mind, I'm taking UConn as 10.5 point dogs to cover that spread. You can get that at minus 25 over on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Word up. All right, let's keep it moving here. Like I said, I, w- I want to talk about some other individuals, and I also want to eat a little bit of crow because while you know I, I didn't come into this season preaching that the Rams were going to be terrible or anything like that, I-, I did essentially you know consistently say that you know their ceiling is going to be significantly lower, uh, that they're probably going to struggle pretty consistently in the paint, and that they're probably going to have issues facilitating without Isaiah Stevens. Now, obviously, you know, you'd still rather have Isaiah Stevens out there. Don't get me wrong. But what I did not factor in was how well coached this team is. At this point of the Medved era, CSU is the type of program that is just going to replace guys and keep on chugging. Now, again, it's not going to be what it was with, you know, Roddy and Stevens. That team last year was insane. I still think if they get a different draw in that first round, you know, who knows what happens. Sweet 16 run, anything's on the table. But the leap we've seen so far from Isaiah Rivera and Jalen Lake, guys who contributed in a major way last year, but were more, you know, role players off the bench, the leap we've seen from those guys is significant. And it's not even like I was low on them or their abilities. You know, they were highly touted recruits, guys that people were really excited about, you know, popped their talent or flashed their talent, you know, even early on in their careers but also kind of had some moments where they, you know, displayed some immaturity. And that's common with young players coming off the bench, you know, might force a bad shot just because you don't know how long you're going to be on the court. You might try and do a little bit too much, you know, drive into the lane, something like that. Those two guys have looked like all conference players over the first four games. There are three level scores that can get to the hoop, that can knock down an open jump shot, that can facilitate for, in a, for a teammate, that can get to the free throw line, but they're also just making the right decisions time and time again on both ends of the floor. They're incredibly impactful defensively as well. But I've just been really impressed with the selflessness from those two and the understanding of the importance of the ball movement in this system. There are going to be moments where you need somebody to you know, post someone up to go ISO and, and create their own bucket. But largely, that's not what CSU's success has come from these last couple of years. Not even when Roddy was in town, not even when you had a healthy Isaiah Stevens. And I guess I just figured that, you know, early on in the year that there would be more growing pains than there have been. You know, that there would be more instances of guys trying to take over by themselves and play hero ball. And to this group's credit, that just has not been the case. You know, I was talking to Aaron Katsuma before the second game, you know, just sitting there on the court before, before the the matchup against Southeastern Louisiana. And one of the things that he brought up was this team is actually probably tighter than the group the last couple of years. It's not that they weren't 
you know, friends these last couple of years. It's not that they didn't get along. They wouldn't have stayed together as long as they did if that was the case. But this young group, they, they're genuinely all really tight. Like not only are they living together, but they're participating in activities together, playing video games together, doing stuff off a of court, going to eat. It's just a really healthy locker room right now in terms of the, the vibes and just the general team chemistry. And I think that connectedness, you know, the guys being so bonded is allowing them to play better on the court because they enjoy playing together. They enjoy being together. There just doesn't seem to be a whole lot of ego, you know, in that program at the moment. And, you know, part of that probably stems from the leadership at the top and, you know, the way that Medved and and Ali and these other coaches carry themselves and, you know, the way that a guy like Isaiah Stevens carries himself. But I, I really think that I was too low on this team's potential this year. And if they play the way that they did against South Carolina, and again, it's not going to be that pretty every single game, but I mean, if they can play like that fairly consistently, an NCAA tournament bid is certainly on the table, especially if you keep getting what you're getting from Lake and Rivera and all these other guys, and we'll go over some of their numbers here, but man, just what a win. You know, we already talked about the the big game from from James Moore's. John Tanjay was second in scoring, 14 points, 6 of 8 overall from the field, 2 of 4 from deep. And that was only in 18 minutes. You know, they were able to get him some rest late once the game was out of hand. So that's great. Isaiah Rivera had 12 points, 5 of 7 from the floor, 2 of 2 from the free throw line, a couple of rebounds, 3 assists, only one turnover in 28 minutes. Patrick Cartier, 12 points, 5 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 4 at the free throw line, missed uh, not once, but twice with an opportunity to complete the and one. So you're killing me there, Patrick. Got to finish up the free throw line. But his impact... And it was a small spurt, you know, it was only 11 minutes, but his impact out there was definitely felt. I mean, he had no fear. One of the things that I was interested in coming into this matchup was, would Cartier be able to do the same type of things down low that he had demonstrated in the homestand? The answer is yes. He may not be like the most physically imposing guy in the world. You know, he may not be super thick or anything like that. But his footwork and his understanding of space is tremendous. He's got a really soft finish at the end. And frankly, he plays with a little bit of fuck you to him. And excuse my language, but he just has a confidence out there where it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just another game. You know, you're bigger, you're more athletic, whatever. I'm going to do my thing. I'm a two-time D2 All-American for a reason. I'm really high on Cartier right now. I I still don't think you want him to try and be like a true rim protector or anything like that, but... Man, is he skilled as a scorer. I mean, if you can get a combined 36 at a Cartier and Moore's, you're almost never going to lose. Because you know Tanjay's good for some buckets. You know that Jalen Lake and Isaiah Rivera are going to do their thing. You know that Tavy Jackson, despite being a true freshman, is completely fearless. And now we're seeing more and more of Josiah Strong. He gets played 23 minutes in this one, so it was great to kind of see him get more run. Only one of seven from the floor, but he did hit a three, had four rebounds, three assists. But I was actually most impressed with his defensive effort. He just shows a a really strong understanding of what the opposing team is trying to do. He always seems to be in the right spot, good at taking charges, has active hands, quality on-ball defender. I, I'm just really high on his ceiling in general. I think it's going to take kind of a minute for him to get into the flow of things. I mean, when you miss a, pract- a month of practice with Mono, it's... It's going to be tough, but he's a really experienced and a really talented player, and he's going to be a big boost for this team. 
as the season goes on. This is just a fun team. It's a fun team right now, man. Tavy Jackson, six points, two of four overall, seven rebounds, four assists. Did have a couple of turnovers, but that's what's going to happen when you're a freshman. You're going to try and do a little bit too much at times. Also, sometimes you're just going to record a turnover because the defense made a good play. But he just continues to play with a fearlessness that is extremely uncommon for freshmen. I don't know, y'all. You know, I, I don't want to get too carried away here, you know, too swept up in, in the moment. Nico Medved would say, don't get too caught up in the highs or the lows. But, man, I mean, it's, it's hard not to. After a game like that, it's hard not to think what might be possible for this Rams team. My biggest fear for this group was just that they wouldn't have the size to compete consistently against some of the high-end teams. And again, I think South Carolina is fairly dysfunctional as as much talent and as let us, as much athleticism, excuse me, as they have on that roster. It's it's clear there's still a program trying to figure out some things. But to see this, you know, up and coming CSU team just completely manhandle them, just completely wipe the floor with them for 40 straight minutes. That was significant. That caught my attention. And I will gladly say that a CSU team is better than I thought they were any day of the week. Just a really monster win. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how CSU can capitalize on it on Friday. Again, they'll be in action Friday afternoon at 3 again. I'll obviously keep you up to date with as much remote coverage as possible. Going to write about that one, podcast about that one, tweet about that one. All the fun stuff. Before I get out of here, I did want to talk about how our content model is changing. If you follow us on Twitter, if you're already if you were already a member, you got an email about it. Uh, we're changing it. It's called the Die Hard model now. And essentially we're going to be releasing a lot more content for free, which means uh, you don't have to pay to read a lot of my articles. I will still have, you know, at least once a week something premium that is only for those DNVR diehards. But what's going to change now is instead of only getting access to the content by being a diehard, you're just going to get way more benefits. You're going to get a free shirt every single year. It used to be you would only get one when you sign up at subscription. That was it. Now, once a year, you're going to get a free shirt, whatever shirt you want. You also get discounts on merchandise all year long, uh, food and drinks at the bar, uh, events, takeovers, all that fun stuff. We're going to have exclusive merch for DNVR diehards that won't be available to anybody else. But if you're somebody who doesn't have the membership, who maybe can't afford it, who you know is not a diehard at the moment, but you're interested in, in some of the stuff that I write, you know the podcast has always been free, check it out. There's going to be a lot more free content available to you on the DNVR.com, whether it's by me, uh, it's, if you want to see what's going on in Boulder. But obviously, we've got pro coverage on all the beats. So you know, personally, just selfishly, I I think that we have some of the best written content uh, in, in the country, but certainly the state. Harrison Wind, Adam Maris, I mean, we've got great stuff by Henry Chisholm on the Broncos beat. We really do have a ton of written content, so if you haven't been able to see some of that, if you haven't been able to see my work even, you know, go check that out. And if you have a suggestion of something that would be cool to cater for DNVR diehard specifically, because again, you know, I always want to cater to the people that are willing to support us, you know, hit me up. You know, I I try to be as responsive as I can on social media, but if you think you have something that would be cool, I don't know, like a meetup event or something like that, uh, an exclusive mailbag, some type of content that you would like to see me do, going to do more film rooms, going to do some, uh, introduce some new stuff I haven't done in the past, but 
I'm just really excited about this because I think it's going to be a great way to get more people to the site. And I think it's going to be a great way for more Ram fans to get content in their lives. So keep an eye on that and everything else that we're doing over at thednvr.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Um, if you wouldn't mind leaving me a five-star review, I certainly would appreciate it. Much love to all of you. Go Rams. What a big time win. We'll be back tomorrow.